Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of our podcast. We are so freaking hyped. Sarah, say hi. Woo woo. <laughs> it was like a delay. I was like, oh no. <laughs> okay, I want to try and talk a little bit louder this time just because from episode one, I know that with the Zoom, our voices sounded a little bit delayed, but I promise we should be getting like some some mics here very, very soon. Um, but thank first of all, I just wanted to say, you guys, thank you so much for like all the initial support that we've gotten on our podcast. Like we're so blown away at like all the support, all the positivity, the messages, um, everyone that subscribes. So we just wanted to say thank you so much. And we are super excited to get into today's topic. Sarah, what are we chatting about? We we are going to talk about the mistakes that we made when we first started our fitness journey. Woo! You guys, we're going to get honest. We're going to get like, <laughs> vulnerable here. We're going to like, we're going to cut the shit and just be super, super honest. I put this under explicit too, Sarah, so we can swear. It's totally okay. And we're just going to get super, super real with you guys. Perfect. So I've started my fitness journey, what would it be, about like five, five and a half years ago. How long has it been for you, Sarah? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> like weightlifting. Well, I know you're in sports. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, six, six years since I started like my, like, in, like, since I was like 16, probably. So a good solid amount of time since I actually started taking myself a little bit more seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we've both been on our journey for like quite a few years now. And so we've had a lot of experience. We've had a lot of wins. We've had a lot of losses. And in this episode, we really just wanted to get real with everyone because we often see a lot of people a lot of friends, a lot of clients, a lot of people on social media, like making these same exact mistakes that we were. So our hope is that you guys get a lot of value out of this episode and you're able to save time and most importantly, not make the same mistakes um, that we made. So Sarah, do you want to go first or second? Second. Second? Okay, perfect. I was like, shit, you got the late again. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. go first. <laughs> This is just such a big story. Mine are going to be mainly revolved around nutrition. Um, and that's just because, as you guys know, from episode one, when I started my journey, um, I got like workouts from like a personal trainer. So I would say my training wise, I was pretty good. It was mostly in the nutrition aspect that I really struggled. Um, and so first point for me, kind of the biggest mistake that I made was first off, like any other female, didn't have the best relationship with food. And I feel like that only got worse when I did, you know, want to officially start my fitness journey and want to start losing weight. And so whenever I would, let's say, like go off my diet plan, or I wasn't perfect, or I went out to eat, um, I felt like I had to almost like make up for those calories or like eat less the next day. And this is something that like I get asked about all the time from clients like, oh, if I go enjoy like, you know, a burger and fries, let's say, or sushi with my family, like, what should I eat the next day? Should I only have salad? Should I cut out carbs? Should I cut out fat? What should I actually do? Um, and the biggest mistake I made was cutting out the carbs, cutting out the fats. Um, for me, I tried to justify it in a way that, oh, you know, I just, I'm going to 
you know, eat healthier the next day, or I'm just gonna, you know, make up for it. Um, but in all reality, it was just making my relationship with food that much worse. Because like, whether you like to admit it or not, when you do that and you restrict, you're like unconsciously like telling your body that because you went out and enjoyed that burger and fries or you got that ice cream, um, that you did something wrong. You know, that you don't deserve to have the carbs the next day. You don't deserve to eat the fat or to even eat at all, you know? And so that was the biggest thing in the beginning that I did that I wish I didn't because it's just even something um, now every now and then to where you know i can catch my mindset even still going down that route or i have to remind myself like no you don't have to make up for it or do any of that um and it's just going to make your relationship with food and your body um that much more difficult so yeah actually we should switch so i gave my first one you should give your first one yep so my um one that probably made the biggest difference was knowing um i did not know anything about macros um or like even what foods were higher in certain like macros and so i remember like back in the beginning of college i was trying to like intuitively diet but it was in the dumbest way possible. Like one, I went on to my fitness pal and said, I want to lose, you know, five pounds in like two months. And so then it calculates it out and it's like, okay, you're only going to eat, you know, 1200 calories a day. And I'm like, okay. And then also I was adding in my workouts into my fitness pal. So like both of the worst things possible to do. And so, um, yeah, I was eating, pizza rolls and those are like literally if you have like a handful it's like a thousand calories um and so i was eating little to nothing all day but it was just like the crappiest of like processed foods um so like yeah the main thing i just did not know anything about macros and so like as soon as i would like turn the package around and like look at it or even like right now looking back like there's like so many carbs and like it's not the good kind of carbs either in these like foods so it's like i was just like absolutely killing my metabolism by eating less but also eating like the crappiest types of food so i was not feeling my body i felt like crap i couldn't sleep yeah everything was going wrong i gained weight during this time and i was like what is and i realize now like looking back i'm like I knew nothing about macros. I knew nothing about like eating a balanced freaking diet and like making sure that I'm eating enough, especially like during that time I was like an athlete in college. So I was just like, I'm supposed to be eating like good foods, you know, plenty of food and all that stuff, but I was not feeling my body at all, which made sense why I felt so crappy all the time. Yeah, I totally get that. I feel like a lot of our college or like younger listeners are going to be able to relate to that one so much like oh my gosh I was definitely there too cool cool um my second biggest mistake for me um which I'm definitely gonna have to elaborate on this one so people don't take it the wrong way um is going um completely plant-based slash vegan and now I say I'm gonna have to elaborate because I don't want people being like oh my gosh she's shitting on vegan she's shitting on plant-based like no 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 like you do you, um, for me, and this is what I believe a lot of people right now are 
um, kind of struggling with when it comes to those, you know, plant-based, vegan or whatever is they're doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, for me, again, I came from that background of, okay, if I enjoy any foods, if I go off of my diet, I'm going to have to restrict the next day. I'm going to have to avoid all these foods. Then I, then I watched some documentaries and I saw, you know, I feel like in that time, a couple years ago, it was like when I was like 18, um, I heard about like the vegan diet, this and that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this diet is super healthy and I'm going to try it, you know, but honestly, looking back, I was just doing it because I thought, oh, it's going to get me lean. It's going to make me look really skinny and good. And like, I'm just going to be able to eat all the fruit and the carbs that I want. And I'm not going to like gain any weight. It's going to be totally fine. Um, did I lose weight during this? Absolutely. I actually did. And it wasn't because vegan diets make you lose fat or anything. It's because I was drastically under eating. I remember when I finally tracked my food and my fitness pal, I kid you not, I was like barely eating a thousand calories. And not only that, but just looking back for me, it was just another way of just restricting. And it was another way of, again, like even with that one, I would argue it's the most restricted diet. You know, you can't have dairy, you can't have animal meat, you can't have this, you can't have that. And for me, again, I just did it for the wrong reasons. Um, so that's going to be another thing. And I feel like a lot of people now, they're just like, oh, I'm going to try and go plant-based. I'm going to try and go vegan. And we have a lot of clients who are plant-based or trying to go vegan. Like we absolutely work with people to do that. That's fine. But our biggest thing is making sure they're doing it for the right reasons. Some people do it for religion. Some people do it because they're very passionate about animals. Some people do it for the planet. That's cool. Um, the thing that we don't want is to just do it because A, everyone else is doing it or because, you know, Susan lost 20 pounds on it, or most importantly, it's not something at that, you know, that you want to do the rest of your life. That's going to be always the number one thing that I ask is, do you actually want to avoid meat, dairy, this, that for the rest of your life? And for majority of people, that's no. And so it's really truly asking yourself, especially if you're going on a super restrictive diet, is can you actually do it the rest of your life? Or are you just doing it because it's a quick fix and because it's going to give you, you know, it might help you lose the 20 pounds, but then you're going to gain 40 of it back, you know? So that was my biggest mistake. And then, you know, once I consciously kind of started realizing that, and then I also, you know, found out for, for me, I also naturally ate even like lower fat intake on that diet. So then for females, especially, you know, energy goes down, hormones go down, libido sucks. Like I could go on and on about it. Um, so just being honest with yourself too, before transitioning over to that and saying, Hey, is it something I truly want to do? Yep. Yep. Definitely. And especially like if you do want to do those diets and you realize that like you need to make sure that you're eating enough. Um, Cause like Alicia, you ran into that problem where like, you're like, it's healthy, it's healthy, but it's like, I'm only eating a thousand calories. Like, honestly, you're going to have to eat a lot of food on those diets to get to where you need to be calorie rise, which is, you know, good and bad. Like, honestly, it's good if you like eating a lot of foods in the day. Um, it's bad if you're trying to keep your calories high and you're struggling halfway through the day to even get close. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And especially a lot of people just um, how many like vitamins or minerals they're going to be like missing out on when they do go plant-based. And that just like, we go on and on about that to where how many other hormone and 
nutrient deficiencies you're going to have to. So you really need to be educated if you're going to go on some sort of diet like that. Yep, definitely that education part, because it's like, if you decide to go on that diet, like you need to understand what kind of supplementation do I need to add in? Because chances are you probably will because you're missing out on good nutrients by cutting out some of these foods. Um, so my second one was I, so like in the very beginning of my journey, I was not planning workouts and I wasn't having, like, I didn't have a plan. Um, so, which was fine at the beginning because like, I was just learning how to do stuff. I was learning form. Um, a lot of it, I would watch like YouTube videos and do like the same sets and reps that the like instructors were doing. Um, and I just kind of like do my own play on it as well so I'm like okay usually they're doing like three sets of 12 of this this and this and it's like okay I'm gonna try the same thing with this this and this um and it, it, it worked good for a while but it's just like when it came to me hitting a plateau and I hit that plateau for quite some time I'm like okay do I need to change up my calories and then start restricting calories because I'm like I'm hitting a plateau maybe I need to change that up because obviously these workouts are you know awesome but like I wasn't switching up my weights I wasn't switching up my sets and reps I wasn't I wasn't even planning it out in a notebook or on my phone or anything I was just kind of going into blindly being like yeah I'm a gym girl I, I go to the gym and just doing like you know five exercises and doing like one set of each of them and like there's no plan whatsoever um and so I'd say I first started following plans in college. And then after I got out of college, once I followed a plan for longer than like a month, I noticed this was very, like, honestly, the, the best thing I realized, like I stuck to it for like that solid month doing everything like perfect, not perfect, but like doing everything that I could and just like honestly like listening to like how the plan is telling me to do stuff and doing the best that I can I gained four pounds of muscle in a month and it was yeah <laughs> it was awesome it was a good feeling because I'm like okay this works this works and so like continued on with that and honestly just like lifted all of my PRs with like deadlifts squats um and bench and I like just felt so strong um, and my, my body was feeling the best that it ever had because I had finally given it a, a chance to go on a plan and work on that progressive overload versus just being like, I'm going to do this and this and this, and, you know, work out whenever, wherever, and not, you know, think too much about it. So definitely changing, um, from going to no plan to having a plan definitely has changed for me. Yup. And I feel like a lot of at least our clients um, can have even an issue with gym anxiety. And a big contributor to that is yes, you can be new to a gym. And that's, you know, the biggest reason. But another reason is you're walking into the gym and you don't have a plan, you know, so then your brain's going a million different directions worrying about what you're going to do. There's a lot of people like, um, like, for instance, the gym I went to this morning, it was freaking packed. And I kind of thought back to when I was like 16, like I would have had so much anxiety going in there. 
probably wouldn't have been able to focus and probably would have had to leave. But the fact now I'm just like, no, like, fuck it. I don't even freaking care. Like it's going to be a good workout. Like people going to watch out for me. Like it's a lot different when you've been going for a few years. Um, but <laughs> literally there was a dude that literally came and stole my freaking lap pull down. And he didn't even ask. I'm like, literally, please just ask if you can work in. And I feel like us females, we have to put up with that shit way more than men. And it's just like literally coming in. And I literally just put my purse down by it, even though, you know, me standing right by it just didn't give him the message. And then he apologized and asked, oh, can I <laughs> and I was like, you know, that's totally fine. But literally, like, first of all, stand up for yourselves, you guys. But second, like, have a good game plan, because especially if you live in a busier area and you go you know, later in the morning, later at night, when it gets super busy, like that's going to really help like your anxiety and your confidence more when you have that game plan and you can just go in and know exactly what you're going to do, you know, put a cap on, put headphones on and then just, just go to work. So I love that. I definitely agree. I remember when I had a trainer, I literally asked him like, please like write down exercises for me, like on a sticky note, just so I have something to look at when I go to the gym because I was so insecure that everyone was watching me and like I would look stupid. So literally even that helps like just having it in the notes section on your phone um, can really like go a long way. So for mine, my third one, I was thinking about this one and I think I'm actually going to take it in the direction of like just training intensity because I think it piggybacks off of Sarah's really nicely to where having a game plan is good but if you don't actually know like how to, let's say, activate your muscles and how hard you sh really should be pushing, um, you're not going to be getting like the most out of your workouts. You are going to plateau or not see as much progress. So for me, I remember, for instance, I used to not know that at like the top of a squat or a hip thrust to like squeeze my butt, for instance, and I didn't know how to like activate my glute muscles, or I didn't know that when something says like, oh, you should be like three reps away from failure, I was probably like five or seven or eight reps away from failure, you know, or I thought I was pushing myself and, oh yeah, it's getting kind of hard and I'll just stop at like 12 reps when really you could probably get like 20 reps. And as like, I used to do like in-person training. So I would see this all the time with clients where it was like, oh, that was, that was kind of hard. And it's like, no, you could probably go up like 10 pounds or so, or you probably could have pumped out 10 more reps. So especially as females, like we're a lot stronger than we think we are. And for some reason, there's just this like your mind is like, that's where mindset comes into play, especially when you're lifting. And it's super hard because it's super uncomfortable when you're lifting. It hurts. Like you can feel your body and your muscles just telling you to like, stop, you know, and you have to get really used to like feeling uncomfortable. And like, literally, if you're not dying at the end of each set and thinking, wow, this really freaking sucks or God, I really hate this workout. You're probably not pushing hard enough. And I can honestly say, I literally didn't get this. Be, be working out with you. I literally was just going to say, I didn't want to call you out, but I was like, literally, I had Sarah do legs with me and she freaking hated me. She was like, this sucks. Are we almost done? And I was like, come on. Like, yeah. So it was nice. And then for me, I got that from some other friends that I'd met this past year at the gym. And I honestly like didn't get to the point where I was training, like actually training until like the past like year or so. And I've been on my journey for five years, you know, so you can still get good results, of course, but when you really want to take your training to the next level, once you do start pushing yourself, like 
you will be so surprised at how the speed of your results will start to really, really change too. And so that's where having a coach, having a training partner, even even going to the gym with a friend or something, just someone to actually push you um, can be super, super beneficial because unless you're a very experienced lifter, it's super hard to push yourself through that. I will say that. Yep. Yep. Definitely agree. Um, I noticed that with myself, I do enjoy working out alone, but I do push myself way, way harder when I'm working out with somebody else. Um, which I mean, it's, it's good to know. And it's also good to know when I'm doing my workouts alone, I go, okay, would I be able to push a little bit harder if somebody was standing there yelling at me? Yes. (laughs) Um, but also like, keep in mind, Keep in mind that um, like intensity doesn't mean the worst form. Like if you want to go intense, great, but you have to work yourself up there. And you also have to remember like good form is, is more important than going intense or going heavy. Like put your ego aside because like I've, I've experienced it. I have pushed too hard several times, especially with deadlifts. And I'm still experienced like experiencing lots of back pain because I decided to put my ego over, you know, doing it the right way, following my plan, like to a T and being like, okay, I need to rest more. I need to um, realize like when something's not hurting in the right way that I needed to take a break. And like, I'm still suffering from those consequences. So yeah, intensity is great and it is it is it makes such a big difference but remember like you need somebody to also tell you like hey your form is trash let's fix it (laughs) and if you don't know if your form is trash that is a good indicator that you need a coach or you need to go on youtube and look at form and video yourself but yeah i I totally 100 percent agree i god i look back and i'm just like Ooh, I needed help <laughs> with form and this and that. And if I would have known like, yep. you know, even warm up stuff and like glute activation, it would have made a world of a difference. Like crazy. Yep. All right, Sarah, I think you got one more. Um, and my... <laughs> hey, there we go. Yep. Um, so my last one was I didn't have a lot of accountability Um, which also kind of goes into play that I did, like, I enjoyed working out alone, because I didn't have somebody like, telling me like, oh, like, you know, you need to do this, you need to do this. I I was very confident, maybe not in the best ways. And I was just kind of like, just like, let me be me type of thing. Um, And so I didn't really connect a lot with a lot of people in the gym around me and having like that accountability from like them being like, Hey, are you going to do your workout tomorrow? Um, and so like, that was a, a big thing for me. I didn't have a lot of accountability. I didn't have a lot of people in my circle that were fitness related. So it was very discouraging me to, you know, keep growing with it and like experiencing more and digging a little bit deeper. Um, and a problem that I did deal with for a while was I could go 
months without working out because I was the only person keeping myself accountable. So it could go, I could go like a week without like telling myself like, no, you're fine. You got a lot of schoolwork, like things are happening. Like, don't worry too much about it. And then the next week would come around of like, it'd be so much easier for me to be like, no, no, no. Versus like, if I had someone telling me, Hey, you actually have a workout to do today. Are you going to do it? Or you missed a workout last week. Like why, why, are we slacking in this sense? And I think that would have helped me so much with um, a lot of that discipline aspect and getting into that intensity that you were just talking about. Like, I just did not have somebody holding me accountable, somebody saying, hey, you could go heavier, um, you could do more reps here. Um, so yeah, overall, I just did not have that accountability. And I think like even just like working out with you a couple times that we have, like having somebody pushing me or even just like telling me like, Hey, fix your form here. It has made such a difference. Yeah. And that just goes to show like, it's always beneficial to have that. Like, even as like Sarah and I are like both coaches, like we still both need that because again, it's just an accountability thing. Like coaches need coaches. And if you don't think you need a coach, check your freaking ego because literally coaches need coaches. And so you're never too good to get a coach. It doesn't mean that you're not a good coach if you need a coach. Um, I'm such a big, like, firm believer in that. I would argue it makes you that much of a better coach, you know? So, yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. Yeah. Cool, cool. So we got to freaking go. We have to go live in our Facebook group here. Um, but we're super excited just to bring you guys more episodes and topics. Please let us know. Um, if you guys have any topic requests, please um, give us like a review down below. Subscribe. We truly, truly appreciate you guys. Um, and yeah, anything you want to say, Sarah? Outro? Follow us on the grams. Mine's is, <laughs> mine is shoe, like the shoe on your foot. Sarah Fit. Woo! Mine's Alicia.Syax.C-I-A. Alicia, what's yours? Huh? Oh, I think there's, damn it, there's such a delay. I don't like it, Sarah. <laughs> Alicia.Syax.C-I-A-K underscore. <laughs> Perfect. We Gucci. All right, guys, we will see you in the next episode.